BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Childs drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into another edition of Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, your BYU Cougars are in Moraga, California to face the 16th-ranked Gales of St. Mary's. Now, BYU improved to 17-4 and with last Saturday night's win over the San Diego Toreros. It was a different script for success than we have typically seen with BYU. It wasn't Yoli and Eli going for big numbers. It was the play of TJ Haas and Josh Shear Hardnett that propelled the Cougars to victory. Haas tied his season high with 24 points and also picked up a career-high four assists. Now, staying with the career-high theme, Hardnett ended the night with 17 points and eight rebounds both career highs for the guard from Mississippi. T.J. Haas has certainly come on strong lately. Listen to this. Over the last four games, Haas is averaging 15 points. Not only that, his shooting percentage from the field, 55%, and from three, 45%. The guy is absolutely on fire. If these numbers or close to them continues, BYU is going to be a very good team moving forward and in very good shape the rest of the way in conference. Okay, the Cougars sit in third place currently in the West Coast Conference with a conference record of 6-2. and two. One of those losses, unfortunately we do have to bring it up, was back on December 28th when BYU lost at home to St. Mary's in overtime. The Cougars had the lead and along the way opportunities to put the Gales away but just couldn't do it. Jock Landale The likely conference player of the year went for 31 points on 13 of 15 shooting. It goes without saying that handling Landale better this time around will go a long way for BYU if they're going to win this one tonight. As I mentioned before, though, T.J. Haas is on an absolute tear right now. His shot is back, his confidence is high, and he's tonight's player interview. All right, TJ, you're on a quite a stretch right now. What is working for you so well at this point, especially over the last four or five games? Uh, you know, I think confidence has always been a big deal for me, and uh, I'm trying to come into every game with a, a tough mentality. Um, and I feel like when you see the ball go in a few times, it really does uh, help boost your confidence. And, and that's something that I'm trying to uh, give myself as well. Just tell myself it's going to go in. Tell myself that, you know, you can shoot the ball. And, and that really helps me a lot. From a mental standpoint, why is that? Because even if it's just a layup, just seeing the ball go through the net, it does seem to change everything, doesn't it? I know. It really can, it can get you in a, a rhythm. And I... I feel like I try to do that, get around the basket a little bit and, you know, see the ball go through once and uh, once or twice. And I think that helps me a lot going forward. Have you changed anything along the way or have you just kept doing what you're doing and it's it's finally paying off like you had wanted it to? Yeah, no, I, I think I'm, I'm still doing what I'm doing. Uh, I think maybe my mentality has changed a little bit going into games. Um, I feel like I'm, I have a tougher mentality. Um, not letting little things get to me, and uh, so I think that's that's changing a little bit. But overall, I feel like it's pretty much pretty much the same. We always hear the term gym rat, and I think that would probably describe you, and, and has for a long, long time. Besides what you guys do for practice, what else do you do on your own to get ready for a game? 
Uh, you know, I have at least on game day. I have I have a routine that I go through. Uh, I take I take a rest. Um, you know, it's 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 been the same pretty much since I was in high school. Um, but it, I think that really helps me lock in and focus and get ready for a game. What do you like about not just with your performance, but teams playing really well right now, and different guys are you know picking up the slack when somebody needs to. Overall, it seems like a really good vibe around this team right now. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great vibe, and uh, I think this team is really figuring things out where, you know, it, it's not all, you know, anyone can have a night at any time, and I think that's what makes us hard to guard is uh, if we make the right basketball play, uh, guys are going to get open looks, and as long as we trust in each other, then, uh, you know, anyone can score at any time for sure. How much of the film from the last time you guys faced St. Mary's have you watched, or is that behind you and now it's just focusing on what this team looks like now? Yeah, no, we've watched some, and I, I think... You know, we're trying to just uh, tighten up a few things that we did wrong. Uh, you know, I felt like we had them the whole game, and we, we played a really good game. Uh, but if we could just tighten up a few things down the stretch, uh, which we've watched, and, and, and we, we've adjusted in practice and things like that. So, you know, we've watched a little bit, but, you know, I, I think we're ready to go for Thursday. Where do you guys feel you're better than you were when you faced them the first time? Uh, you know, well, I think... As the season goes along, hopefully, I mean, you're either getting better or worse. And I, I think with um, experience and conference and just more games with this team together, we've we've grown a lot. Um, and so I, I think we're a much better team than we were a few weeks ago when we played them. And hopefully that shows Thursday. What type of atmosphere is it in Moraga? What, what's what's that place like to play at? It's crazy. It's it's a it's it's small and it, they they pack the place and. Uh, it can get it can get really loud for how many people are there, but uh, I always like playing there. I like a fun, crazy atmosphere. Uh, that's what college basketball is all about. So it's a good time playing up there. You guys saw this obviously in the game here in Provo, and over the last little while, St. Mary's has had these games that have come right down to the end, or maybe they were trailing and then took the lead right at the very end. This is a team kind of like what we saw with the, with the uh, Patriots against the Jaguars. You know, you, you can't let up on them. Is that this kind of a team where if we've got a lead we can't take the foot off the gas for sure absolutely this team is very experienced they have guys that have been around for a long time and been in that system for a long time and they don't panic they stay poised and uh, that's what makes them so tough and so I think I mean that happened to us in our game we had them down the stretch and then they they make tough plays um, heading down the wire and so I don't know we're gonna have to be on it for 40 minutes and I if we can do that then we'll beat them but overall, you really like the way this team's playing heading into this game, right? Absolutely. I think uh, we're growing in practice and in all of our games. I feel like we're learning and, and getting better. And so I'm excited where we're at, and it'll be a good challenge for us. Thanks, TJ. I okay, appreciate it. TJ Haas playing extremely good basketball for the BYU Cougars. Hoping we see that tonight. And I'll tell you, like I said, if what we've seen over the last four games, and I'll go over those numbers one more time. Over the last four games, T.J. Hawes is averaging 15 points a game. He's shooting 55% from the field and 45% from three. Those are numbers that if they stay close to that, this is going to be a very difficult BYU team to beat with the play of Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs. I mean, and now you get the addition of a guy like Dalton Nixon, who did not play in the previous game. This this is a team. It's a big, big game tonight. This will be one of those games that if BYU can find a way to win, this could propel the Cougars to uh, big, big things throughout the remainder of conference play. All right. Speaking 
of games in the WCC. We are going to head to McCune Pavilion coming up next because we got a good one tonight. BYU and St. Mary's on the call with Greg Rubel tonight is Terry Nasha filling in for Mark Durant. We will talk with Terry next as our courtside conversation as Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars in Moranga, California, getting ready to take on the St. Mary's Gales, the 16th-ranked team in college basketball. Their home court is McCune Pavilion. That's where we go now for our courtside conversation. No Mark Durant tonight, filling in for Mark Terry Nasher, former Cougar guard, former Cougar assistant coach. Terry, how are things? Shep, doing great. Doing great. This is going to be a fun game. I've been looking forward to this one for a while, all day long. This is one of those things that's kind of anxious and excitement. What's it like when, and I understand, you know, you want to make every game a big game so that everybody's kind of up and, and ready to go. But you're taking on a top 16 team. This is a team that you're looking to get back from beating you on your floor. What, what as a coach, I mean, you can speak as a coach and as a player, what is it like the day of a game like this? Well, when it's a late game, you just want the game to come. You want the day to be shortened. Um, you try to set the itinerary so the, the guys can get up a little bit later, push everything a little bit back. But you're up, and you're ready to play early, and uh, you're, you've got some anxious. You're excited. You want to start. You want to get in there. And then once the game starts, it's, it's business as usual. But that is a long day when you've got a, a top 25 opponent, especially on their floor uh, on Aussie night. <laughs> We've talked a lot this season about BYU finding different ways to win a game. And they found a new way this past Saturday, something we haven't seen this far. thus far. That was winning without Bryant and Childs having really big games. What a performance from T.J. Haas and Jashir Hardnett. Terry, that was really fun to see. Those guys were, were tremendous. And uh, that's the thing is that uh, Eli and Yoli have been great all year and to have guys step up and help in a a big game. San Diego has some great wins and to be able to step up and play like the way that they did and to um, show that more guys can step up and win games, it, it's big, especially coming into a game like this tonight. What have you seen from T.J. Hawes recently? I went over the, how well he's playing over the last four games. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that, but 15 points, 55% from the field, 45% from three. What do you think has led to such a strong stretch for him? Well, Tej is a tremendous player. Uh, I've had the chance to watch him for years and years, and um, you knew that this is what he was capable of, and it's great to see he's got a stretch, and when Tej has it going, he's as good as anybody in the country at scoring the ball. And, um, he, it looks like he, he feels comfortable, and he's making those shots that he had earlier in the season, and it's uh, it's really fun to watch. He mentioned something to me in the interview, and, and I've heard this before, but it, there really is a psychological change for the better in, in terms of confidence and whatnot just to see a shot go in early, whether it's a jump shot, whether it's a layup. Why do you think that is? Just one shot can really change the confidence of a player. I think it's with anything in life that uh, some good things that happen. A lot of people talk about being positive, stay positive, glass half full, and, and if you can find those little things that uh, 
are positive, then it makes you feel better, and you think about those, and then better things start happening. That's what's going on in, in basketball. So you see a shot go in. You see uh, coaches trying to get guys to the free throw line. Just get them to the line. Let them, you know, watch a shot go in and, and get them going. And you can see that in games. And that happens with players, too, especially really good scores. If they can see the ball go in early, get them an easy shot, especially when they're, they've got a lot of attention from the defenses, um, then it really helps them throughout the game. This is always the interesting part for me of conference play, and it's with any sport. Anytime you're taking on an opponent twice in a conference season, there's always that time where, okay, now we played them once, now it's time to take on this team for a second time. How does preparation change now that you're seeing opponents for the second time through the conference? I think it really changes for the players. Coaches similar, you've seen them, uh, you watched it. The players actually have felt what the coaches are telling them. And they've seen it live, they felt the spacing, they felt the speed of the game, they felt you know the screens, the physical physicality, especially with the St. Mary's team, when you go in the lane, that they're really gonna body you with their chest and they're gonna pop you uh, without fouls being committed or being called. And so when you, you say those things, the players have a reference point and they know what you're talking about, and that's a huge deal going into the next game. And then when you make adjustments, the players can feel, hey, this is what it's going to be like, or I can, I can see what they're going to do when we adjust this way. And uh, it's a huge advantage on you know both teams. And uh, you know the thing about both styles of these teams is that they do what they're doing. BYU is doing what they're doing, and St. Mary's is doing what they're doing. And uh, that's one thing that's been great to watch. So we'll, we'll see what happens tonight. What do you expect BYU to do differently against the Gales? I mean, certainly you don't want Jock Landale to be scoring in the 30s and only miss two of his 15 field goals. What, what do you expect to see differently tonight? You know, I thought, I thought BYU, I was at the game, and I thought BYU executed their game plan uh, almost perfectly. You look at St. Mary's, it caused them to turn the ball over, uh, the way that they guarded the three-point line. And honestly, if they just do the same thing that they did in Provo, uh, minus a few uh, runs down the stretch, um, I think that they'll win tonight. And the game plan doesn't need to change. There'll be some things that the coaches have prepared, and uh, there'll be different looks that they can throw at Jock. But... When you've got a guy making twos, it's better than guys making threes. <laughs> and uh, they do need them to have missed more than a couple shots. But I thought the game plan was tremendous, and they executed it really well. They had control of that game all the way down. And uh, at the end, it was almost as if St. Mary said, hey, we know how to win this thing. And BYU needed a couple plays to go their way to make sure they knew they could win it. And uh, I think that's different. I think their confidence has changed since that game. Yeah, the end of that game, I mean, as well, I mean, and I don't even know if it – that's probably, you know, not giving him enough praise for how well he played in that game in terms of 13 of 15. But BYU could have won that game even with him playing the way he was. They had kind of shut everybody else down. But at the end of the game, it was the quote-unquote other guys started hitting their shots, whereas they hadn't early on. So from a defensive standpoint, how do you do that? Because you want to pay enough attention to Landale, but you certainly don't want to get beat by NAR and other guys like that. And, and I think the, the game plan and regulation, again, you can win with that game plan, and uh, you have to do different things. Um, if it's not working. Well, it was working, and then there was a little run. They ran a couple of high ball screens and uh, got some shots. There's a, a little stretch where they scored three straight possessions. And uh, if 
BYU gets a stop there or two stops there. The whole game's different. The game's over. And, uh, and then in overtime, uh, it got away from BYU a little bit. But I liked the game plan, and they executed it really well. They're going to have some options to, to go after Jock tonight that will be different if they need them. Um, but execute the game plan, play tough, and then make some big shots, and uh, BYU can come away with a win. Terry Nashif joining me from McCune Pavilion in Moraga, California. It's our courtside conversation, getting ready for the Gales and the BYU Cougars. Uh, one of those changes may be the fact that BYU has Dalton Nixon back. He did not play in the previous game with against St. Mary's. What does that addition do for BYU in a matchup like tonight? There's a couple of things. BYU's playing differently now. They're playing a little bit smaller more often. And then uh, Dalton Nixon was tremendous early on in the year and gave BYU a different look. And uh, when you're trying to guard all the ball screens that St. Mary's is running, um, it's really helpful when you have a guy like Dalton Nixon on the floor that can guard multiple spots and multiple positions and you can switch instead of having to show or down those ball screens. And uh, it just gives different looks. So you can give different looks with game plans and you can give different looks with personnel. BYU will give St. Mary's a different look with personnel because they're playing different personnel now. They're playing differently. And uh, I'm excited to see how it works um, on both, en both ends of the floor. Yeah, you mentioned they're, they're playing differently. Where do you think that they're better from the last time these two teams played at the end of December? I think that they have a, more, uh, a better understanding of conference play. Um, you can't, you can, as coaches, you can describe it and talk about how different it's going to be and how attention to detail will change um, with the scouting reports and the game plans. But until guys go through it, uh, it, you just don't have a, a full understanding of it. They have an understanding of it now. They're confident. They've won some good tough games against tough opponents and uh, they're on a little bit of a streak here and then they also went and watched St. Mary's go to Gonzaga and win and uh, that does something as well because it, it shows them that hey BYU can stay with um, what looks like the best team in the conference and uh, had a, a great chance to win that game and they can go out and prove something on the road tonight. So what type of game do you expect tonight whether it's in terms of pace, um, scoring, I mean what, what do you expect tonight? I think it'll be similar to the first game. Um, it'll be Aussie night, so it'll be a little bit different crowd here. Um, but it, it's going to be similar, and BYU is going to come out on top. I think that's the difference in uh, the two games. Have you noticed anything uh, special that they're doing for Aussie night? I mean, is, um, is there anything? Is, I mean, are you noticing any special? promotions or I mean like do we know what they're doing for Aussie night I don't I'm hoping it's similar to when they retired Del Vidova's jersey or yes. senior nights at Gonzaga or some of these special nights that these schools put on and you can go in and you can just ruin their party it's a yeah. fun fun thing to do that's right BYU went into Moraga and beat the Gales when they were honoring uh, Matthew Della Vidova BYU's gone into Gonzaga a couple of times on senior night and upset the Zags I like the way you're thinking Terry uh, great stuff Awesome insight. Looking forward to hearing you on the call with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, Shep. Looking forward to it. Should be a great one. It should be. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate it. We'll hear you coming up. That's Terry Nasher filling in for Mark Durant on the broadcast tonight after a quick timeout. We'll check out some other scores in college hoops, including BYU women's basketball. They're right next door to where I'm at at the Marriott Center taking on the St. Mary's Gales themselves. I'll update you on that score. Things looking pretty good for the Cougars. Give you that score and much more on the other side. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. 
as we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the St. Mary's Gales. Tip-off at McCune Pavilion coming your way in just about 35 minutes. In the meantime, let's update you on what's happening at the Marriott Center right now. The BYU women's basketball team hosting St. Mary's. Right now it is all Cougars. They're in the fourth quarter, 7 minutes, 24 seconds to go. The Cougars have a 13-point lead over the Gales at 53-40. to 40. Cassie DeVagere, 9 of 15 shooting. She's 2 of 4 from 3. She leads all scores with 20 points. Brenna Chase with 6. 16. She's shooting 50% from the field. Another nice performance from both of those players. And again, BYU women's basketball leading St. Mary's 53-40. to We'll update you once that goes final on what happens over at the Marriott Center. Elsewhere in West Coast Conference play. Games going on right now in Malibu. Pepperdine hosting LMU. Those two teams tied at 12 apiece. 11 minutes to go in the first half. Also in the first half in San Francisco, the Dons leading the Pacific Tigers 16-12. to San Diego coming off their loss in Provo on Saturday. They're at home hosting Santa Clara. The Toreros with a 13-10 to lead with 11 minutes to go in the first half. Also, number 15, Gonzaga on the road at Portland tonight. That game set to get underway at the same time as our game in Moraga. All right, top 25 action. Game's going on. Ten seconds to go at number 11, Arizona. As a matter of fact, it has just gone final. Love it when the computers refresh. 80-71, Arizona defeating Colorado. It is UCF, Central Florida, at number 17, Wichita State. Shockers with a 54-40 lead at halftime in Tempe. The University of Utah has a seven-point lead at number 21, Arizona State. Everything else in the top 25 is a final. Number three, Purdue defeating number 25, Michigan, 92-88. to One other final, it was Penn State upsetting number 13, Ohio State, in their building, 82 82- to 79. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to send you to McCune Pavilion for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside McEwen Pavilion in Moraga, California tonight. BYU seeks to avenge one of its two league losses by taking on the 16th and 18th ranked Gales of St. Mary's, a team that with a win tonight would tie the school's all-time longest win streak. It's 14 straight victories so far and counting for Randy Bennett's boys. The Cougars tonight looking to stop that streak and to jump back into the conference championship chase. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. With me courtside, former BYU point guard and longtime assistant coach, Terry Nashup. And Terry, uh, the importance of tonight's game is really hard to overstate. If BYU wants to keep alive hopes of a league title, a win tonight is all but essential. And when it comes to the Cougars' postseason portfolio, this would be a marquee win carrying with it considerable weight 
with the committee should BYU not emerge with a tournament title in Las Vegas. I anticipate, Terry, a March-like intensity in mid-January here tonight. This is going to be a great game, Greg. I'm really excited to watch this BYU team. They're coming in with confidence. They're playing great, and uh, they know the challenge ahead of them. And uh, St. Mary's is going to be in for a tough one tonight. Coming up next, we'll hear from BYU's head coach, Dave Rose, when the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Moraga, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Just here, Harden. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. We are coming your way from McEwen Pavilion in Moraga, California, among the most inhospitable of arenas for the BYU Cougars, who won just once in seven visits all-time to this venue. That win came almost four years ago. On the night, the St. Mary's program retired the jersey of Australian Matthew Delavadova. Tonight, BYU visits the Gales on their Australia Day. Perhaps the Cougars can spoil another party here in Moraga. Well, tonight's game, uh, the rematch of a game played almost four weeks ago when St. Mary's overcame a six-point deficit in the final five minutes to outlast BYU in overtime. The Gales were led by this week's National Player of the Week, Jock Landale, who in Provo made 13 of 15 shots from the field, played 44 minutes, scored 34 points. In my pregame conversation with head coach Dave Rose, Actually, it was 31 for Jock that night. But the coach reiterates uh, that the game plan against the Gales always starts with what to do with number 34. You know, and, and uh, I think that St. Mary's, over the course of the years that we've been playing them, they, they've always got a player, uh, you know, down low in the post on that left block who can really score. It's how he kind of built his program around those guys. And obviously he's had some really good guards too, but... Uh, this jock has, has put up numbers, you know, over the last two years that are just extraordinary. I mean, it's, you, you just don't see it. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the system, but a lot of it has to do with uh, the guys he's playing with. I mean, they, they have a lot of confidence in him, and the ball, you know, goes to him in the post um, a large percentage of the time, and then he really knows what to do with it. You did a lot of things against St. Mary's that you would like to do uh, in a game against the Gales at your place back in late December. Well, yeah, we led most of the game. We, usually, those are the, you know kind of games we get a seven or eight point lead, you know, in the second half, and you know we can finish them off. But they they were they were really good. They, we we had some empty possessions on offense. Uh, defensively, we missed a couple assignments and gave up a, a corner three and, and a slot three and. Uh, you know, they say you they still have to make them, you know, but uh, you know, we, we need to be able to challenge those a little bit better. So, I mean, th- there's a lot of things in this game that determine, you know, who who wins and loses this thing. And and uh, hopefully we can, you know, we can play the majority of this game uh, pretty clean for us. We have a good game plan and our guys are uh, dialed in on that. Um, but a lot of it has to do with, with their personnel and what they run and how they run it, and hopefully we're, uh, we're really dialed in here. In helping you get that lead you had for about 30 minutes of the 45, what are some things you'd like to keep doing that you did well that night that you thought really did work well? Well, I, th- I thought that, uh, you know, defensively we're pretty consistent. We're connected. They beat us in transition once or twice, you know, so that's a big thing, that conversion, uh, especially threes. So we need to, you know, to, to, to handle that. It's a little bit tougher here in this building because they play – uh, on attack a little bit more, uh, and then they're way more patient when they get it into into a half court set. So, 
transition defense is something we did well. Hopefully we can do that again. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, offensively, um, we were we were patient. We got a lot of good shots. We kind of missed. Hopefully we can get those same good shots again and then, uh, you know, be able to connect on them. Uh, you know, I, I also think that uh, our ability to rebound the ball in crucial situations, you know, is, is something that is really big for us, and hopefully we'll be able to do that tonight. And right now you're getting better balance than maybe you had, uh, say, a month ago. Yeah, no yeah. question. Offensively, the... You know, you need everybody. It's, uh, you know, we've kind of had last three or four times against St. Mary's one guy that's kind of really gone off, and then everybody else has just kind of been, you know, uh, you're not nearly as good. And you need balance. You need to be because what what they're really good at is shutting down certain things and, uh, and then, you know, maybe giving up one thing. What you need to be able to do is attack them in multiple ways. Hopefully we can get to the foul line. That's one thing that we really depend on offensively is to get to the free throw line, and we need those points. We didn't get to the free throw line much the last time we played them, and so uh, maybe the last five times we played them. <laughs> Fifteen might have been the high water mark the last time. Yeah. So, so hopefully we can uh, uh, we can be a, you know a little bit more aggressive. We need to be patient offensively, uh, but also especially late in the clock, attack that thing and hopefully play through contact. Finally, Dave, you never want to put too much on one game. You're only at the halfway point of the league, but do you know that uh, a win tonight and you're right back in this thing? Yeah, yeah, this is, this is a big game, not, not only you know just for us, but for the league itself. I mean, yeah, you, you kind of get uh, you know to a place where you don't you, you don't want that first place team kind of running away from everybody. So someone's got to beat them. Might as well be us. All right. Good luck against the Gales, and we'll talk to you post game. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. That is Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show is coming your way next. Live from Moraga, California. East Bay on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot and score! Dalton Nixon! Right to the rim, up and in! This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello, good evening once again from McEwen Pavilion on the campus of St. Mary's College in Moraga, California. As pretty a place as this is, most of BYU's Moraga memories are most unpleasant. Uh, since joining the West Coast Conference, the Cougars are 1-5 in this building and 4-10 and overall against the Gales. By win percentage, BYU's had less success against St. Mary's than any other conference opponent. Randy Bennett's squad has also won four in a row over BYU. That's the Cougars' longest current conference skid against any one team. So time to start turning some tables. We hope that tonight's the night. Greg Rubel and sitting in four. Mark Durant is former BYU player and coach. Terry Nashup with you courtside. BYU basketball media relations director Kyle Chilton is tonight serving as our statistician. Jason Shepard is, of course, our studio host. And our control board operator back east is Carter Malloy. You are tuned in tonight on the new skin BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship coast-to-coast on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. You get us over the air on KSL News Radio back in Salt Lake City. That's 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. You can listen to us on our network affiliates in the states of Utah and Idaho and around the world online 
Get us at BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com, KSL.com, as well as the various apps. That's the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and the TuneIn Radio apps all work for us. So wherever you are tonight, we're glad you're along, and we hope you enjoy the game along with us. Late night tip here in California. Well, tonight's game pits the WCC's two hottest teams. St. Mary's on a 14-game win streak. And while BYU's current win run is just four games, they're pretty four, uh, four pretty important games, of course, uh, following a stunning loss in Stockton. And the last win in the streak on Saturday versus San Diego saw Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs get some help in carrying the scoring load. T.J. Haas and Jashir Hardnett combined for 41 points. Terry, really good sign uh, for a BYU team that will need all hands on deck and playing well against the Gales. BYU's playing well right now. Dalton Nixon coming back as well. Guys are confident. It's going to be a team effort. They'll be focused. And 14-game uh, win streaks are hard to continue. Uh, Four-game win streaks can go to five very easily. And I like the way that the Cougars are coming into this one tonight. Break time. When we come back to Moraga, we'll hear from St. Mary's assistant coach, Marty Clark, as the Cougar tip-off show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. All right. So getting you set for BYU and St. Mary's here at McEwen Pavilion in Moraga. This 3,500-seat venue will be packed for one of the games of the year in the WCC. Really the best matchup of the night in the college hoops. The Gales 19-2, 8-0 in league and ranked in the top 20. BYU 17-4 overall six and two in league and sitting solo third in conference play two games back of the league leading gale so a way to get back in the race tonight and should st mary's win they'll be tough to catch certainly relative to byu if you're three games back with just nine to play well tonight's game will conclude the two-game regular season series between these two teams of course the st mary's took the opener 74 64 in overtime last month at the marriott center cougars had a Last possession shot to win it. It would not drop, and St. Mary's pulled away in the extra session. Gale's assistant coach, Marty Clark, with me now on what he and the team took out of that game besides the W. Well, for us, it was a, an ability to not play well, and uh, a lot of that was due to BYU, you know, the way they guarded us. I didn't think we, I didn't think we played that smoothly, I should say. I mean, we played okay. We didn't play as smoothly as we had been playing, and, uh, and certainly has, as we've played in the last uh, four weeks. Uh, but still be able to get a win when you're not at your best, I think, is uh, it's a quality this team is uh, really starting to develop. We've had some close games, and we've been able to pull through in, in those games. Your turnover number was unusually high for a St. Mary's team at Pro. Yep. Uh, no doubt. Um, again, par- partly due to what BYU were doing, and uh, partly due to the fact we were just a little bit careless at times. And I think uh, some of the turnovers we had were... Well, ones that we could control, and uh, the other ones we need to, to reduce. And we went through a bit of a spate of that for three or four weeks where our numbers went higher. Uh, we're, we're getting back to where we, where we normally are now, um, which is obviously good for us. And we, we usually get good shots on the rim if, if we get to take one. If you don't take one, uh, that means the other team's got the ball, and they're the only ones that can score. Yet, as you found uh, over the last few weeks, there are different ways to win a game, and you found a lot of different ways. Uh, yeah, I mean, the two games last week were vastly different. I mean, I thought we played really well up in uh, Spokane and, uh, and played in a... In a, in a rhythmical manner and then you come to, to Pacific and then that game's all over the place and the way they play and you know, they, they scrap it out and we, we still found a way to win even though we didn't play uh, certainly didn't play like, play like we played the Thursday night but as I said it is a quality of this group and partly to the leadership of the seniors really uh, you know, they've 
they they have great what do you call it confidence or just belief um, belief in themselves belief in their teammates and, and the structure around them that uh, you know if they stick to them and then things are going to be okay and deficits whether halftime or late game are things they can deal with yeah and that's I mean, there's a that the reason of uh, or the the uh, the ability to, to understand that it's okay is something that for young, and when I say young, it's a, this is an old team for college, but it's a young team for basketball. Uh, and that that understanding that and don't panic when things aren't going well, it's, it's a tough thing to put into young heads. And that, that's where, you, you know, in a, in a professional world, you usually have a 35-year-old that can do that for you. Uh, you know, Emmett times moves like a 35-year-old and always <laughs> always thinks like one, and, and that's that's really the reason why this team over the last couple of years, with, with him and obviously Joe last year, uh, just having those... Like experience, but also cool heads. You've won 14 in a row coming in. BYU's a more modest win streak, but four games in a row they've won. Uh, what do you see from the Cougs currently? Yeah, it was certainly the same. I would certainly say I think TJ's looking to play, play more aggressively, maybe. Or, uh, and I'd say that about Hart too. I think he's uh, coming off a 17-point game, and you know, he's looking to be a little bit more of a scorer, not outside the system or anything like that. But clearly, the the focus is still going to be Yoli uh, inside and you know, throw the ball inside and let him go to work. And if he misses, go and rebound. And that's clearly got to be a focus of ours as to, if you can, stop it going inside. If, if it does go inside, just allow the one shot. Uh, you know, he, he cleans up pretty much everything that's missed on the, on the, on the boards. And uh, that's really... You know, people talk about his left shoulder and his up and under. Uh, so he's an offensive rebounding machine. And if you can do a good job on that area, you'll cut down certainly a percentage of his points. Conversely, your focus will remain jock. Yeah, he, he really, you know, as a, it's no secret, he's the, the focus of where we go and we're going to try and throw in the ball on the block. And that, for us, that opens up the perimeter because he's such a good passer. And, uh, you know, we've seen teams double from guards. We've seen teams double big, big. We've seen teams double from the baseline side. We've seen teams try and play him single coverage and not help off shooters. As the season goes, he's getting to see so many more uh, types of defence and he's making his adjustments much more rapidly now than what, even though he's a really good player last year, it, it took him a long time to make adjustments. Now it's like, oh, I've seen this before. This is what I know what I've got to do. Right. And that's, again, that's part of the, you get a deficit, you know the jock is going to think like a point guard down on the block. Marty, always appreciate your perspective. Uh, thanks for the preview, and we'll see you in Las Vegas. Okay, thank you very much. All right, that is St. Mary's assistant coach, Marty Clark, and Aussie on this Australia Day, Australia night here at St. Mary's. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. We have more BYU basketball trivia for you tonight. And here's this evening's question. Elijah Bryant has made 27 consecutive free throws, which is tied for the eighth longest free throw streak in BYU basketball history. The longest streak was turned in by Tyler Haas, who made 50 in a row over his freshman and sophomore seasons, which were separated by a two-year church mission. But most of the 50 came in his rookie campaign when he made how many in a row to set the single-season free throw record? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Moraga on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Oz will drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another end one on 
opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, the BYU and St. Mary's straight ahead. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question. Brought to you by Legally Mind. Elijah Bryant has made 27 consecutive free throws, which is tied for the eighth longest free throw streak in BYU basketball history. The longest streak was turned in by Tyler Hawes. Now playing, by the way, in Canada for the St. John's Edge of the National Basketball League of Canada. So Tyler made 50 in a row over his freshman and sophomore seasons, and those seasons were separated by a two-year LDS church mission. So most of his 50 came in his freshman year when he made how many in a row to set the BYU single-season free-throw record? Terry, any, you, want, you want to weigh in on this one? I remember it was uh, late 40s or early 40s. I remember he missed early in that next year, probably 44, 45. 48 wow. as a freshman, made the first two of his sophomore year, then missed to make it the even 50. So 48 straight. What could you say about Tyler Hawes' routine, um, regimen, accuracy from the free throw line? Because whether it was games or practices, he would get into a rhythm. He was like a metronome. It was just tick, 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 swish, with swish. It was amazing. A lot of times you find players in practice and you watch them shoot free throws and it looks a little bit different. In games, it feels different. Uh, your body feels different. There's different pressures, different times in the game. It was always the same for him. And uh, watching him in practice, he, would, he was automatic. Watching him in games, he was automatic. And, and during that run, as a freshman coming in, it was really impressive to see a true freshman be able to step up and make those free throws the way he did. Freshman season, he's playing with... Jackson Emery, Jimmer Fredette, and you guys had no hesitation. It was a few games into the season before he's starting and becoming really part of the big three for you guys. Absolutely, and, and we would find ways to get him shots, and he was a real contributor on that team. And one thing that really helped Tyler was that he could develop his game while Jimmer and Jackson carried the load. It's been hard if you don't have those upperclassmen to let these young kids develop. Tyler was a tremendous player early on, and he was really able to show what he could do Obviously, the leading scorer in the school history. And uh, he was able to watch Jimmer and Jackson. Jimmer and Jackson could carry that load for him, win a ton of games, learn how to win, learn how to be a team guy. And uh, Ty had a great career. Then there were those games, freshman season I'm talking about, whether it's uh, in Tucson or against St. Nevada in Vegas, where those three would get off to these blistering starts and send you guys, and, 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 and like all three were hitting. It, and it was really fun to watch. It was really fun to be a part of. And they, they fed off of each other. And, and those guys really respected Tyler at a young age. It's hard when you have a highly touted kid coming in with a veteran club and he made a name for himself early. His teammates respected him. And part of that was his toughness. That's what allowed him to make those free throws. Was He was tough. And he was tough at the line. And he was tough in games. And he was tough his whole career. He's already been uh, around the world uh, to play basketball. And he finds himself now playing way out east, north and east in Canada. It's a time zone that is four and a half hours away from where we are right now. So it's way, ways out there in St. John's, Newfoundland of all places, but they love their basketball there, and they're learning to love Tyler Hawes, who's only a few weeks into his pro career up in Canada. Ty, Ty's going to make a name for himself, and, and the, the fans in every area that he goes to are going to love him. It's late there. I promise he's awake. I promise he's rooting for the Cougs, and uh, he's going to be watching this game. Our closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show is straight ahead for those listening to tonight's game on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Touch pass, Celia's three. Got it! 
Zach Sellers makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. It is time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times. Dalton Nixon shook some of the rush off on a Saturday against San Diego after missing 11 games with a foot injury. Dalton Nixon is back and will have a full load of minutes as a reserve coming off the bench tonight. But back home are Ryan Andrus and Braden Shaw. Their seasons are done after surgical procedures. All right, come up. coming up next, it'll be starting lineups and the opening tip. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.